At Kroger, fresh groceries are our thing. So we check your delivery order for freshness at every step from farm to store and pick and pack every veggie in your free pickup order with care because we treat your food the way we'd want ours to be treated. We're fresh every day, so shop anyway. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more, save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone.
Good evening. Good evening. Welcome to Blessings by Grace Radio. Tonight is Thursday night, September the 12th, 2019. Tonight we are in the Apple Valley Studio with critically acclaimed bishop, founder, and overseer of the Greater All Nations, Pentecost Church of Jesus Christ. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Blessings by Grace Radio, where tonight you hear preaching teaching, and what thus saith the Lord for my lady and esteemed Dr. Bishop Austin Moore tonight. He will talk to you as he does every Thursday night here on the radio. We're always here for you. We love it when you call in to us um, here at the show and listening. And all of you out there in radio land that listening to, we truly do say thank you so much. Those in Louisiana, like Lake Providence, Dallas, Texas, Lancaster, Texas, everybody in Cali, New York, everywhere in the United States, all those in the other countries, we do. <laughs> Excuse me. We do thank you for all that you are doing with us. Now, tonight, um, what I've come up with is the final analysis on the matter. Now, this is just a little something that I think is very befitting in this time that we're in right now. What you're saying makes sense up to a certain point. Unfortunately, it's easy to take this kind of logic to time. When that happens, as it frequently does nowadays, you end up throwing out a lot of different things. Nowadays, people like to say that the only ultimate reality is personal opinion. This is especially true where religion is concerned. It's my beliefs against your beliefs, and there isn't anything solid or objective against which to measure our different viewpoints. This may be true if we're talking about some of the customized mixed and matched spirituality that have become so common in modern society, but it doesn't apply to Bible study. Why not? Because when we turn to the Old and New Testament, we find that there is something else besides our own prejudices and preferences that has to be taken into account, the text itself. Among other things, it introduces another mind into the conversation. If we want to read the Bible seriously, we have to ask, some thoughtful and discerning questions about the intention of the people who wrote it. Don't misunderstand. We realize that people can take a book like the Bible and try to make it mean whatever they want it to mean. That doesn't prove that they're justified in doing so. The words of the scripture do mean something in their own right. Whatever you or I may say about them, what's more, they can be misrepresented and misconstructed. So it's not just a matter of personal interpretation. And this is why Dr. Moore he prays, he stays prayed up in the Word, and he studies and he reads, and God gives him what to say. So his teachings and preachings are never misinterpreted, are never misrepresented what he talks about, what he preaches about it with his congregation on Sunday mornings at 1130 a.m. is what God has given him. And right now, he's been given messages that have been breathing new life. And y'all need to wake up and start listening and learning and, and soaking it in. Be a sponge and soak in all this amazing knowledge that God has sprung upon you with your listening ears. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight, the man of the hour. I'm very blessed to call him my grandpa, but he is the leader of my house. He is the shepherd at my church, the Creature All Nations, Pentecost Church of Jesus Christ out of Los Angeles. Sunday mornings, 11.30 a.m., he is given a hallelujah time with this congregation. 
We are Holy Ghost filled, fire baptized at our church. And God is always in our building. God said we're two or three assembled. He shall he show and will and always will be a God in the midst. Ladies and gentlemen, the man of the hour. Dr. Bishop Mark, God bless. God bless you in your land tonight, amen. Thank you, man, my granddaughter, for bringing us on tonight, amen, with the love of Jesus Christ. I pray, amen, that little testimony, amen, may inspire somebody is to look deeply into the word of God. Tonight is Thursday night, amen, and we bring you food for thoughts tonight. We praise the Lord for every one of amen, uh, the amen. Podcast that we own seven, amen. Different podcasters that we own tonight, and we want to say we can just give glory to the Lord, amen, for you helping us spread the word of the Lord tonight. And we're gonna go right into the word of the Lord tonight, amen. Let's be prayerful, amen. I always say, ask God to help us open up our spiritual understanding that we might understand the scripture. We're going to look tonight, amen, in the book of St. Matthew, chapter 22, verse 1 through 14. And Jesus answered and spake unto them again by parable and says, The kingdom of heaven is likened unto a certain king, which made a marriage for his son, and set forward his servant to call them that were bade to the wedding, and they would not come. Again, he sent forth other servants, saying, Tell them which I bid it, behold, I prepared my dinner, my oxen, and my fetlin are killed. And all the things are ready. Come unto the marriage. But they made light of it and went their own ways, one to his farm and another one to his merchants. And the Raymond took, the Raymond took his servants and entreated them and slew them. But when the king heard thereof, he was wroth. He and he sent for his army and destroyed those murderers and burned their city. Then says he to his servant, The wedding is ready. But they which were bidden was not worthy. So go ye therefore into the highways, and as many as ye shall find, bid them to the marriage. The Lord's servant went out into the highways and gathered together all as many as they found, both bad and good. And the wedding was furnished with guests. And when the king came in to see the guests, he saw there a man 
which had not on a wedding garment. And he said to them, Friend, how comest thou hither, not having a wedding garment? And he was speechless. Then says the king to the servant, to bind him hand and feet and take him away and cast him into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gashing of teeth. And many are called, but few are chosen. We are going to amen talk about the parable of Jesus tonight. The teaching of Jesus was about heaven. This parable is illustrating a man heaven tonight. Jesus taught that there is a new and better land promised to the saints of God. That new and better place is heaven. St. John 14 and 2 says, In my father's house are many mentions. If it was not so, I would have told you. I go to to prepare a place for you. And where I am there, you may be also. So Lord, amen. Is letting us know tonight. He has bid it all to come to the wedding. Every born again believer tonight has been invited to the wedding. But it's left up to you and I tonight whether we should attend this wedding or not. We got to make preparation, amen, for this wedding. If your name is not written down in the book of life, you will not be able to attend this wedding. The kingdom of heaven is likened unto a certain king which makes you a merit for his sons. And told them, amen, all come to the wedding. The Lord inviting you, amen, is to come to the wedding tonight. He's inviting you to come to heaven. The hope of heaven is the Christian life is good. We long for a better land. Then habitation of heaven. Everyone desire heaven. Multitude broke from darkness to light. The happiness of heaven is a perfect place. The certainness of heaven. Heaven is a real place. Jesus will be in heaven. The richness of heaven. Jesus, he went to prepare a place for us, a place of great beauty and the reward of heaven. 
things not in heaven, a robe and a crown. Human life is often filled with disappointment, pains, and disillusion. And there are times that only the assurance of heaven can keep a child of God moving forward and standing strong. I know, amen, that in our time, in life, as we go into our trial and tribulation, the only thing, amen, can keep me going sometimes is thinking about we have a better land. And when we leave this old earth, we got a better place to go to. The word of God and the spirit of the Lord assures us that there is a better place prepared for us. And that there will be a better time when we get to heaven. Oh, amen, heaven is important. But I'm here tonight to tell you, amen, the wedding is for you and I, and everything is punished. But there is a price that we got to pay in order to get to that wedding. The hope of heaven in his wisdom, in the wisdom of Jesus, God chose to deal with his people many times through promise of things yet to come, future things, and the hope associated with them. Life is like a vapor that appears for a little time and then it vanishes away. James 4 and 14. We're here for a little while and we're gone. What a dreadful and dull existence would be if this life were all that God had planned and provided for us. Or would we be looking beyond, amen, the things, the circumstances upon this life because we know that the Lord has went away and prepared another place for us. Not made by hand eternal in heaven. This will keep many of us going and striving and going through our trials and our tribulations because we know we, we are going to a better land. But we have hope beyond this life. God knows, amen, every born-again Christian got hope tonight. They know, amen, that there is a better place than this place that we live in here on this earth. A Christian life is a good life. One need not belittle the life that we live here. If it is living for Christ, 
Oh, yes, we suffer. We go through trials. We go through tribulation. We go through anxiety. But there is nothing like living for Jesus Christ. There is comfort in living for Jesus. There is strength in living for Jesus. There is peace in living for Jesus. We live on this in this life with our fellow Christians on earth are to be greatly enjoyed and appreciated. A clean and honest and pure association with people who are worthy of our trust and who can be dependent upon is valuable. When you can depend upon your brothers and sisters down here upon earth, true men and women of God, that's valuable. There is no way to fully comprehend the privilege that are experienced by a child of God. Even if there were no life hereafter, living for the Lord would still be better life on earth to live. Even if there would not no life be hereafter, it's better to live for the Lord. Amen. If it wasn't a hereafter. We know that there is a hereafter. Even if I was suffering, there are times we experience suffering. Jesus said, if you suffer with me, you shall also reign with me. And many times, amen, in our suffering, the Lord is just bringing us closer and closer to him. Sometimes we don't ever realize that. For suffering has its part in life. Sometimes, amen, there is hardship. There is pain. There is disappointment as a Christian. In these situations, we have an opportunity to demonstrate the characters of Christ and allow God to work in us and through us to conform us Unto his image. The Lord is just making us. <clears throat> when we are going through, amen, difficult in this life, amen, God is just making us. Romans 8 and 28 say, For all things working together for good to them that love us, God. It's working for our better, not our worse. To them, are, to them who are Call according to his purpose. If you are called according to God's purpose, it is working out for your better, no matter what you're going through with. Whether you understand it or not, it's still working out for your better. <clears throat> Privilege. While we live in this flush, we have many spiritually and natural advantage, and privilege. God 
is our heavenly father. And he's our earthly provider. We have the Bible. We have the word of God as our road map to heaven and our God for living here. The household of faith, the church, is our dwelling place and source of fellowship. Through the name of our Lord, we have found the source of joy and peace and the secret to a good life on earth. Amen. That's the privilege that we have. We have found something right here on earth. We long for a better place. The Apostle Paul wrote to the church at Corinth regarding the extent of a Christian hope. Says in 1 Corinthians 15 and 19, if in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. If we only have hope in this life, we are just miserable. Even with all the beauty and benefits of this present world and life when lived as a Christian, there is still a compelling desire for a better land. Oh, yes, amen. I'm excited about this Christian life that I'm living. But amen, in my inner man, it's longing for a better place. Our salvation experience is only the earning of our inheritance. Ephesians 1 and 14. But it's, it's so wonderful that we long for what awaits us in heaven. For this reason, ourselves grown within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to wit, the redemption of our body, Romans 8 and 23. Amen. We are here on this earth, but our spirit on the inside is longing for that new land. That Jesus spoke about, say, I go away to prepare a place for you, and where I am, there you may be also. Jesus talked about heaven. We are grateful for the joy of the Holy Ghost, for it is our strength in time of affliction. When we are under affliction, amen, the Holy Ghost brings us joy. It brings us strength. It works its patience in our life. And we do not want life to end. We want to stay here. But the hope of heaven is so great than we in this tabernacle. Our body 
it, it grown, being burdened, not for that we would be unclothed, but clothed upon, that this old mortal might be swallowed up of life. Second Corinthians 5 and 4. The Christian hope, amen, and desire beyond this present world recognize that this life is only temporary. Oh, we recognize, praise the Lord, that this life is only temporary. Whether we get 50, 60, 100 years old, amen, this is just a temporary place. A temporary place, amen. But oh, amen, Jesus went away and prepared a place for us that we might be there for eternity. All people long for a place and life where they can, they can escape the problems and the turmoils of life. Amen. We have people, amen, they go to different islands where nobody's at, amen, trying to get away, amen, because, amen, they long for peace. But heaven, amen, heaven will fulfill this for you and I. Heaven alone, amen, will fulfill this loneliness, perfection. For there will be nothing to mirror its beauty and not disappoint the disturbing of its blessing. The inhabitation of heaven. Everyone desires heaven. But as I, amen, made a statement, everyone desires heaven and the Lord done bid everybody to come. But some of us don't want to, we don't want to come. We don't want to obey the Lord. This instant desire for a better place not a, is not unique to a Christian. There is almost a universal recognition of a life beyond this one with hope that it will be an improvement. The natural inheritance of American spoke um, going to a place, a hunting ground in the sky. Our cultural amen has similar concepts expressing against this recognition of something beyond and better to every desire. Although everyone will enter into an express eternity, not everyone will enter into the joy of the Lord. All the joy of the Lord is our strength. Multitudes brought from darkness to light. Jesus spake on Nicodemus about a second birth. St. John 3 and 5, he said, Except a man be born of the water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. We must say, man, be born again. We we must be changed right here on this earth. And we must know, amen, whether your name is written down in the Lamb Book of Life 
as we're living on this present land. We must know it. And you can know it, amen. If you love Jesus and you keep in the commandments of Jesus and you're walking in the spirit and not full and feeling the lust of the flesh, you can know whether your name is written in the Lamb Book of Life. Jesus related the truth to Nicodemus concerning a person's need of a regeneration or a new birth. If he is to possess the hope of making heaven his home, Jesus says to Nicodemus, you must be born again. A person has to pass from darkness of sin into the marvelous light of God's righteousness. Not of our own righteousness, but of God's righteousness. Because our righteousness is our filter rags in the eyesight of the Lord. Old desire and attitude will pass away and all things become new. To enter the kingdom of God, he must experience a new birth of water and of the spirit. You got to be, amen, born of the water and born of the spirit. Obedient to the gospel. We all must be obedient to the gospel, the good news. Of Jesus Christ. It is necessary. This is a Christian. He does by personal identifying with Jesus' death, his burial, and his resurrection through the new birth experience. This experience is the entrance into the kingdom of God. And a pre-request to enter into heaven, the happiness of heaven. Jesus addressed his disciples concerning this place called heaven. In St. John 14 and 2, in my Father's house are many mentioned. If it was not so, I wouldn't have told you. Some other translation of the word for mentions, amen, are abiding place. American Bible Union, Virgin, amen. It mentions, amen, it's a resting place. Everywhere Jesus is. My God, we're going to find abiding place. We're going to find somewhere to abide, and we're going to abide in Jesus. We're going to find a resting place because he is our rest. Jesus stated that these mentions were already in place, built and ready. Now, I want to say on that note, are you ready? Amen. To go and receive your mention? If Jesus was to come right now, amen. Are you ready to go back with him? We don't know the day or the hour when the Son of Man shall come, but he said, Be ready. 
not get ready, but be ready. This problem excites those who hear it, then even as it does those who read about them today. Jesus then said, he was going to prepare a place for us in St. John 14, 2 and 3. We do not really know just what the preparation is. He makes it for us. But it must be indescribable. Paul the Apostle declared that our eyes have never seen. All that excitement right there. Our ears have never heard. And our heart has never comprehended the things that he has prepared for us. In 1 Corinthians 2 and 9, it must be a place, amen. Certainly it's beyond our comprehension of our mind on earth, amen. We have seen some beautiful things on earth, but there is nothing, nothing on earth is prepared for that place that Jesus went and prepared for you and I. Could it be that we are unable to comprehend his fullness because of the skeptical perception of the important things of life? Often tainted by the materialistic and proper priority and value. God knew that there are some things more important than mentioned. Man can build mansions on earth and inhabit them for life. Though they cannot compare the heavenly mansion, there are some things that money cannot buy. Nor can man build. Jesus says, I go to prepare a place for you. It is a place, a planet place, a prepared place for a prepared people. God knows, amen, we're going to get out of here. Some of them, amen, we think we're going to get out of here. John the Revelator says in 21 and 2, he speak of a new Jerusalem as being prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. A perfect place. In his instruction to his disciples concerning the place, he would prepare. Jesus said that where I am, there ye may be also. John 14 and 3. Amen. The reason he say you may be because he know everybody is not going to obey him. And if you uh, if you're not going to obey him in the fullness, you won't enter into that mansion. It has been said by many 
wherever Jesus is, it will be heaven for me. Wherever it may be, it will be a place of joy and perfectness. For Christ Jesus will be there. But John the Revelator says in 21, says that there would be no more sea. There ain't going to be no more sea over there. The problem, this problem means that there will be no more separation from the thing held dear to the Lord. John was separated by a sea. But there will be no more separation in heaven. We all will be there. The certainness of heaven, Jesus said, if it was not possible, I wouldn't have told you. John 14 and 2, as an assurance, as a word of God, heaven is a real place. Amen. We got people today that don't understand the heavenly language, don't understand the heavenly body. Some amen think amen. There is no heaven. But I'm here today to tell you heaven is a real place. Although we have not been there yet, we have the assurance of God through his word that someday we can go there. We haven't been to heaven yet, but we have heard from the one that came down from heaven, that created all things. Heaven is a real place. In John's description, John spoke of heaven as a city. With walls, foundation, cubit measurement of identifying it properly. 12,000 feet long. Revelation 21, 14 through 16. The description also includes gates and streets. Addressing to the fact of its realness. It's a real place. John, Jesus will be in heaven. Amen. You will be among our Savior. Jesus will be in heaven. One of the greatest assurance, amen, the reality of heaven and the joy of heaven will be the presence of Jesus Christ. My God, my God just to be in his presence. It's worthwhile getting there. Revelation 21, 22 says, And I saw no temple there, therein. For the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb is a temple. Jesus described, Jesus declared to his disciples that they, could come to the place where he was going. 
For he was preparing it especially for them as well as for all of his people. And God himself shall be with them and be their God. Revelation 21 and 3. Oh, we going to a place where everybody can't come. Everything can't enter into the place where we're going. God will be our God and we shall be his people. The written is of heaven. The word falls so short and adequately describes what the Lord has prepared. But as it is written, eyes have not seen. No ears heard. Neither have it entered into the heart of man the thing which God has prepared for them that love us him. First Corinthians two and nine. Oh, we see so much beauty, amen, here in this world. And we admire it and we think it's so great. Sometimes we think there is nothing like it, but ain't nothing lurking. It even can be compared to what the Lord has went away and prepared for his children. Jesus wants to prepare. He went to prepare a place lost. Yes, Jesus went to prepare a place for us. Someone has said, if the Lord created this universe, in only six days, just imagine what heaven would be like. The world, this world is indeed a great creation. The blossom of flowers and trees in the spring, the maturity of crops in the summer, the color of leaves in the fall, the beauty of a new fallen snow, the radiance of a new birth baby, the sunshine, all the nature given, amply evidence of the majestic creation force behind this known earth universe. How much more special will be a place that He has prepared for those that he has redeemed by the precious blood and who has been faithful even unto death. Oh, God, this is an exciting time for me. It's one of these days, amen. I know I'm going to get out of here. And I know, amen, you're going to get out of here. It's a place, amen, a great beauty. When John the Revelator received and Insight in the New Jerusalem, he saw things that exceeded all of man's dreams or imagination. The apostle John Evidence wrote of himself, told of one who was caught up into the third heaven, the apostle Paul. And who heard an unspeakable word, which is not lawful to be uttered. 
2 Corinthians 12, 2 and 4. For the time present, we will have to let John describe the satisfying of our hunger for an insight into the beauty of that place to which the Redeemer of the Lord shall go. Listen, we don't have to get to heaven sometime to hear something from heaven. I have been among in the spirit and heard the angels, amen, sing in heaven. There is nothing on earth can compare to them. I couldn't attempt to describe to you how awesome that choir is. If you get in the spirit, God can show you many things. John said, and he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain. And he showed me that great city, that holy Jerusalem. Remember the place where we going is holy. And if you ain't holy, you can't get in. That holy Jerusalem descending out of heaven from God is going to come out of heaven from God. Having the glory of God. God's glory is going to be all in that city. And our life was likened unto a stone more precious, even like a jasper stone, clear as crystal. That's a beautiful, beautiful setting. When the light reflects upon a stone, it turns very colorful. But this was like a jasper snow. Clear as crystal. And a wall great and high. Meaning no intruder is going to be able to enter into that city. And it had 12 gates. If, you got to, if you're going to come in, amen, you've got to come through the door. You can't go no other way. You Amen. If you climb in the other way trying to get to heaven, you as as a thief in the night. You got to come to the door. Jesus said, I am the door. This city got 12 gates. And names written there on it. The names are written there on it. Which are the names of the 12 tribes of the children of Israel. Each one of those tribes, amen, have their name on the gate. And the walls of the city have 12 foundations. My God, just think of it. Have 12 foundations. The walls. And in them, the name of the 12 apostles. That They are represented. The church, amen. We are in there somewhere. No matter what your denomination is, amen, we are under the 12 apostles, and we will be there. We will be there. My God, my God. And the city lies full square, and the length is as large as the breadth. And he measured the city with a, a real 12,000 feet long. The length and the breadth and the height 
of it are equal. And he measured the wall thereof 140 and four cubits according to the measurement of a man, that is, of the angel. And the building of the walls of it was of jasper. Oh, my God. They sell you a little piece of jewelry here, praise the Lord, and almost break it. But amen, the walls, amen, that city going to be of jasper. And the city, amen, going to be of pure gold. Men, amen, is dying or a little piece of gold, amen, here. But amen, the city going to be of pure gold. Walking unto clear glass. And the foundation of the wall of the city will garnish with all manner of precious stones. My God, is so amazing, amen. You couldn't be in this old body here, praise the Lord, and accept the, the glory of God in that city. You're going to have to be chained from martyr to immortality. My God, my God. The foundation, the first foundation, were Jasper the second, Sapphire, third, Colossian, and the fourth, Imbrum, the fifth, Saturn, the seventh, and eighth, the Burl, the ninth and tenth with Topaz, the tenth, the eleventh with Jason, the twelfth with Amherst. And the twelve gates were twelve pearls. Well, the one pearl and the streets of the city were pure gold, and it was transparent glass, and it was no temple there. For the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple of it. And the city has no need of the sun, you won't need the sun no more. When we get there, praise the Lord, you won't need the sun. You won't need, amen, the light of the moon to shine in it. For the glory of God did light it. And the Lamb, amen, is the light thereof. Jesus Christ is going to be our electricity. We won't need to pay no more electric bills. And the gates of it shall not be shut at all by day, for there is there there shall not be no night there. Revelation twenty one ten and twenty five. Thank God, there will be no night there. The gates will never be shut. The service of the Lord is always going on. Not only that, there are going to be some rewards of heaven. Mention will be wonderful, and gold and all the precious stone and metal will make the place beautiful indeed. These beauty will be in heaven for the saints to enjoy. But there are certain other circumstances that will make heaven heaven. 
Not only, amen, is heaven beautiful, but, amen, there are going to be other things in heaven going to make heaven beautiful. Are you striving to get to heaven? Are you living a life tonight, saints? Oh, Jesus is coming. Jesus can't lie. He said, I'm coming again. And I'm coming at a church without a spot, blemish or wrinkle or any such thing. Things that's not in heaven. John the Revelator stated to describe what he saw as he beheld the new heaven. He noted that there was no more sea. For years, John had been isolated from civilization by a great sea. Fellowship from his family, his friends, and the people of God was prohibited because of his extremely isolated. John saw hope that this barrel would be removed. He then proceeded to notice other things that Jesus was removing from his people in heaven, including the seven severe tears. He said, I don't see no tears in heaven. There was so much amen can make us cry. But amen, there is no crying in heaven. John went on to say, I don't see no sorrow. There is no more sorrow in heaven. You ain't going to have nothing to be sad about. There is no more weeping. Weeping may endure for a moment. But joy will be there in the morning. But there will be no more weeping. There will be no more pain. No more pain. We suffer tremendously down here on earth. When we get old, praise the Lord, our variety is coming. All kind of things come against this old fleshly body. But oh, in that new city, there will be no more pain. There will be no more curse. There will be no more night. And there will be no more death. God bless you. This is Dr. Moore saying, God bless you. If I don't see you on this side, let me meet you in heaven where there will be joy and no more sadness. God bless you. Where you land? That was beautiful coming from Dr. Moore in the last moments. Uh, keep him up before you guys as well as the broadcast and the radio. Um, we still yet have fun off the channel. And with this show, we will be okay. Everybody just pray for all the people in the hurricanes and in the fires. Until next time, we love you, we love you, we love you. And we'll be back next week, okay? Don't worry about nothing. Bye-bye. You know it's going to be a good day when your biggest concern in the morning is collecting the crumbs falling from the McDonald's crispy chicken biscuit. Your only concern should be, has your day peaked too early? Enjoy every last crumb of the new McDonald's crispy chicken biscuit for only $3. And any size soft drink for just a dollar. And you get your day started on a high note. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal.